Good morning, and please be seated. Pray with me. God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, draw near now. Amen. Back when, in the late 1980s, I gave my life to Jesus of a music studio in Hell's Kitchen. Gathering of artists and dancers, musicians and actors called the Unbroken Chain. They called it non-denominational, but many would beg to differ. One couldn't deny a strong Pentecostal bent, one that animated the services with music, movement, and the speaking of other tongues. Have your way, Lord, length of a sermon that could last an hour or more. I won't do that to you today. I promise. In this tradition, though, I learned to delight in the transformational power of the Spirit. I got to know a Holy Spirit that moved and changed, shifted, as it were, in the whimsy of surprise, and always toward something new. It demanded you keep up. It required something of you. You couldn't stay the same. And so, we were changed by it. Getting to know this Jesus changed us. And the entry point for much of this action was the altar. Most Sundays found us pushing back folded chairs to make room as one person after another and then another made their way to the front of the church. Some came to proclaim that first yes to God. More seasoned saints came to cry or pray, to laugh or repent to get angry with God, and to finally make peace. All of it, this transformational journey is called salvation, and the working out of it is a lifetime endeavor. At the altar is where we learned about this thing called a relationship with God. This wasn't a fixed moment in time, but a constant and growing movement within the believer. There was always a next time, a coming back, a climbing up and out to get to see and know more. I think of that church and all those times I made my way toward the altar when I read about our friend Zacchaeus. I read today's gospel and understand his desire to see who Jesus was, his effort, his holy striving to know more. His is a story of becoming, of transformation. And I believe some of that happens before we find him out on the limb of a sycamore tree. Most interpretations of this text tell it as an in-the-moment story of salvation, but I'm intrigued by commentaries that consider the possibility of Zacchaeus's backstory. So I read this text and find the grounding for my understanding from the only thing he says, from interpretations that support the idea of his giving as a current practice. The New Greek-English interlinear New Testament expresses it this way. Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, to the poor I give, and if from someone I defrauded of anything, I am paying back four times. In the above translation, the verb suggests present action and affirms a transformation that had already begun. 
I connect his words to Luke's perpetual call to deeper engagement, his highlighting of Zacchaeus' desire to see Jesus, his physical act of going to, climbing up to see more. Today's gospel requires a rounding out, a filling in. It demands we use our sacred imaginations to I offer for your remembrance that our friend Zacchaeus had very likely already heard about Jesus, the greater one of whom John had spoken. Let us recall today Jesus' conversation with a group of tax collectors who'd asked him how they should go about living in chapter 3. Could it be that Zacchaeus had already begun to shape his life, having chosen to live by this new set of moral principles and teachings on how tax collectors should live? Could he have begun the process of turning away from sin? Some call it extravagant. This everything is different. Everything is changing repentance. And it is this all-consuming, transformative experience that I suggest had already begun to find its way in the life of this small man. His journey, his relationship with God had already begun. He'd heard the teaching and had already begun the kind of in-real-time life application that sparks the fire for further learning. When we meet him in that tree, he wants to know more. Zacchaeus had already said yes. This is good news and a timely word of encouragement for us at Transformation, change, transition. Each sacred word points to the good work of God, a work that is grounded in a miraculous, Holy Spirit-filled shift or movement towards something new. We're called to hold these words carefully as they begin and continue to shape the life of our growing community. Ours is the job of imagining the creative possibility and power that exists in this moment and to our collective humility as we, with God, take steps toward it. Like Zacchaeus, we're called to, with a robust but reflective courage, live into this new season of our story. That new story began with yes. If I can weave my offering of words to Christine's example of a guiding narrative and focus centering God's people, presence, purpose, and provision, well, today I'm talking about us, the people of God. Our affirmative response, our communal yes to the movement of Jesus as it works its way in and around us, sometimes and perhaps especially when it feels scary. It isn't easy to or to stand up and with a wild and brave heart own a change that is already happening, one that others may not see or that we can't control. But that is exactly what this journey requires. It's what Zacchaeus does when he says, I do give, I am fair, I have changed. Lord, I've come because I want more. Jesus, I want more. Yes, created change in Zacchaeus' life. It changed his giving, his being, and living. Jesus' pronouncement of salvation is affirmation of the continued movement of God. When Jesus says, today, he draws attention to the truth in their midst. Take notice, he says, it, the change, is here among us. That is what it looks like 
this is how it happens. He's referring to the shift in Zacchaeus's heart, the shift that made space for something new, the shift that makes space for more, more love, more joy, more compassion, more hope, more grace, more peace, more of the dream of God. What we're talking about here is a shift in and of the heart. And for Luke, it is important that that shift manifests in positive action. Our affirmative response to his mission, a yes birthed of our deep faith in him. Because while we know God can and will move without our permission, here we see the beautiful. that demands something from the believer. Zacchaeus's desire to know more compelled him to climb a tree. Something about the movement and mission of Jesus propelled him on a journey of growth and change. So what a gift it is to read this text from the vantage point of Zacchaeus, who like our community at St. Peter's working out a new rhythm and way of doing and being, and it is not something that happens overnight. It doesn't happen in a single moment. It happens in the steady drumbeat of the day to day. Zacchaeus is finding his way. If the gospel means change, and we've already said that it does, what compels us to want more? What does change look like in the life of a community like St. Peter's? And are we willing to step out of the boat, take the leap? Today I've highlighted the possibility of Zacchaeus's transformation and its perpetual evolution as a call to remembrance of an ever deepening relationship with Jesus and how that commitment knits us together in this season of transition. Our yes yours and mine is a movement but I don't think anyone would tell us that it's easy author and social activist bell hooks reminds us that our communities are not fixed or static infused with hope they are always changing and growing always moving what we have to do she says is believe in our capacity to be transformed. As the weeks go by, I am ever more excited about the potential that exists for God to do what only God can do with us. But our yes, our little as much when God is in it, yes, means we have every reason to expect good. All those years ago at the altar in Hell's Kitchen, we found our way to and through yes. It was a place of sharing and exchange of remembrance. It was slow, it was hard, it was beautiful, it was loud and quiet, it was broken. And more often than not, a journey of surprise and wonder. 
the rhythm and ritual of going, of walking forward, of climbing up, of reaching out, or as Christine has reminded us, stepping out was and is a significant piece of our formation as believers. It's where and how we learn to trust. All those years ago, God held our questions. God walked. God walks with us through change. Today, I pray we know the God of change, that we rest in the God of the reset, the do-over, the new story, the God who in that change holds us, buoys us with his divine presence and grace. I pray we are carried when we doubt, blessed with vision and purpose when we don't know the way, and courage that surprises us. I pray God meets us in this season of transition. Amen.